Hey guys, welcome to this week's uh, Office Hours, the q and I'm back um, from being in Arizona, which I loved. I got to be honest with you. It was really, really nice. It had a, uh, it was a little bit colder than I anticipated. It was actually about as cold as it was here in New Jersey, but I was pretty uh, shocked at, uh, at the, the beauty of the state. Just absolutely incredible. I did not get to the Grand Canyon. It did get to Sedona, which is pretty amazing. So I uh, I really enjoyed it and I appreciate it. I had some people reach out to me and say, how did you like it? What'd you think? And I said, well, you know, <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. Coming from person on the shore. Now, I still do love the ocean. So personally, for me, Arizona would not be in the cards um, for a variety of reasons. One, because it's uh, pretty much hell in the summer. It's pretty hot. Um, so that's, that's an issue too. It's a dry heat, they say, but a dry heat still will suck the water out of you just as fast. So actually much faster than the, in the humid area like we live in. So, um, no, it wouldn't be for me unless I was just working out of my house. I wouldn't care, but if I do anything physical, forget it in the summertime, you'd be, you'd be in a world of trouble. So it was cool. It was awesome. And we got a bunch of questions for this week's Q and A. Actually, I've got three of them going to be answered this week, and then I'm going to be able to do three or four next week, just because we're a little bit backed up, uh, being away and having some questions. So I wanted to be able to give uh, real answers to the ones we've got. So this one comes from Jim. Um, Jim asked me, um, how often should I market my business? Am I being a pest? And I always say the old Dan Kennedy, you want to be perceived as a welcome guest, not an annoying pest. Uh, his words, not mine, obviously. And um, it's, a, it's a great thing. It's in Magnetic Marketing, the book, probably one of the best business books you can ever get. If you haven't uh, stop now and go to magneticmarketing.com um, where you could just search it on Amazon or uh, wherever you get a book at. You really, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice by not reading that book. But that thing is into, you know, keeping yourselves the uh, welcome guest, not the annoying pest. And um, how often should I market and will I be an annoying pest if I do it too often? Yes. <laughs> the answer is resoundingly, yeah, you probably will be perceived as something that, you know, would annoy people if it's too often. I will tell you, I used to have a very simple um, formula for pretty much four times a year for regular contact. I would do four times a year, incorporate a newsletter. I would incorporate a uh, an email, and I would incorporate a uh, uh, SMS or text. And that was my three-part campaign, and it was sometimes uh, – you know, broken down. It was always actually broken down into different messages, but it would be three different messages. And I would do it every quarter and I wouldn't do them, you know, same day or something like that, but I would do them over a period of one message would go one week, next message would go another week, another message would go another week. I've since, I'm going to try something a little bit different to your personally in my business. I'm going to be contacting my customers once a month through both email and SMS. I'm the, uh, the newsletter has done great in the past. Newsletters still do great in some areas. Like for my this business itself, I think newsletters would be fantastic um, because people can physically read things. And there are people like myself that still like to physically read uh, different things. But I will tell you that um, um, it, it's less impactful in my cleaning business and my service business than it is in anything else. So with that being said, give me one second here. Yeah, I'm just trying to read everything. It's uh, Okay. Um, I would say we're going to try once a month with both SMS and text and going to have it go out pretty much right off the bat. So if one gets missed, the other one doesn't. Um, and they're going to be one shot. So that way they're going to hit the impact point, not necessarily in a multi-step campaign like the past. Um, but they're going to be pretty much they're going to be scattered too. They won't be going out exactly at the same time, but they probably will go out the same day, just different times um, because people, some people don't read their email. Um, very often. And some people don't look at their phone all the time to see text, but you're going to hit one or the other. 
So we're going to try that, I think, and we're going to do it instead of once every quarter, we're going to do it once a month, offering a different special, different uh, feature, whatever that is you want to call it. And I think that's going to be something that's going to make a big difference in the business. I think it's going to make a, a huge difference when it comes to the frequency of it. I think anything beyond once a month is too much. It's overkill. Um, I know your service business, you're not in the same industry I'm in, but I happen to know your industry pretty well. And I will tell you, if you're doing more than once a month, I think you're going to be perceived as that very much annoying guest. So my answer to you, Jim, my friend, is um, at the most once a month and make your messages very unique and specific. Do not make them, hey, I'm offering blank for blank. Um, you know, make sure they're something that's different. It can't be the same messaging every single time. It's got to be a little bit different. So my suggestion to you, and as I'm you know, reading this, I'm thinking about it, I would write out 12 different campaigns for your entire year. Um, and I would put down, this is what I want to feature in this month, this month, this month, this month. Make them maybe specific to seasons, make them very specific to different uh, um, events, uh, maybe going on the community or whatever that happens to be. And write down all of your campaigns for the year and then plan them out ahead of time in a calendar. Maybe you want to put it on a wall calendar. You want to put in a piece of paper and hang it up on the wall on your cork board, whatever. But that's what I would do from that standpoint. So thank you for the question. You appreciate it. This one comes from Bobby. Let me read this in full. Give me one second, Bobby. Okay, Bobby. Maintenance schedules. How often should you do periodic maintenance on your equipment? Um, well, it's going to vary by industry. I think it really depends on what it is. If you're in our industry or in the cleaning industry, I do it once a month minimum. Um, I actually do it more often than that when we're really busy. Um, that includes oil changes and and checking all the components and cleaning all the filters and going through the whole truck and doing deep clean, pulling the equipment out of the truck. Uh, you know, our, our cleaning solutions that, you know, we use diesel burners so we can get a little bit of grit on the on the uh on the jugs and stuff. And I want to make sure there's no film on anything. So we do it at least once a month in busier times every two weeks. Ours is typically a lot often on a Friday, happens to be a major part of it, but it really depends on um, how often, how busy you are and the type of organization you are and the type of business you are. So, um, you know, a plumbing guy might want to go through his inventory and his truck to make sure things are in working order and they're all in the right place, uh, maybe a little bit more often than that. Uh, just because you never know the jobs, obviously every job's a little bit different, but you have main, you have regular stuff that's sitting on a truck um, that you need to have there for pretty much any job you need. So I would say, um, you know, it, it varies on the industry, but as far as the cleaning industry, which you're in, um, I would say at least once a month, um, you know, I, I, oil changes vary depending on the truck and what you're doing. If you're on a PTO, you're running it off the motor. So a PTO, for people who don't understand, it's called a power takeoff. And that is a direct drive system that goes off of the main truck into the cleaning unit. That is only the only oil that's changed on that really are coming to the main unit. So you have regular oil changes on your truck that's getting done at the same time. However, if you're like us that have slide-ins and things of that nature, you're going to have to change the oil in a separate motor. Um, I do it every 100 hours. Uh, that's pretty much the, uh, the, the number we look at the hour meter and say every 100 hours, we got to change the oil on that. And that's, that's been my specifics. When I was in the franchising world, every 100 hours is pretty common too, as well. So I would say that's, that's probably the best way to do it. Again, industries are not, you know, specific, but you have to figure out what you have, what your need is, um, regular maintenance and making sure things are in order and you have what you need should be done. Uh, pretty systematically. I mean, I would schedule that. Speaking of the last one, I would schedule that as a calendar too as well. Um, we have those days scheduled off. 
Now, do they transfer at times? If we have a big project we're working on with the service company, um, will I change them today? Yes. Sometimes I'll move them out a week. Um, it does happen. I'm not going to worry about a, a week generally unless it's an oil change. It's way overdue. But I will I will say, um, you know, there are variables to that because the work comes in and you can't necessarily shut down, but you do have to clock it and time it. And I, I tell you to put this in your calendar because you will forget about it. You'll get busy doing stuff and then you're going to go, wait, well, we're supposed to do this, you know, a month ago and the oil is a month overdue and, and probably 40 hours uh, overdue, you know, then you could be causing some damage to your cleaning units or whatever that happens to be. You know, when people say I haven't changed the oil in 10 years, you know, that's just not the smart way to look at it. Um, I'd make sure you maintain your stuff. You want it to work. You want it to be, take care of um, your your job, your livelihood, and of course, your customers at the end of the day. So, Bobby, thanks so much for that. I appreciate it. This one comes from Ellen. Ellen writes, I have a treble tech. Wow, that's cool. I know Tribal Tech, the band, a jazz band that I followed when I was a kid and still follow today, but I have a Tribal Tech. Um, he's had three written warnings at this point in time, um, and I would normally let him go, but he's super valuable to the business. He can do every function in it. He's good at training people. He's good at everything. Okay, so you've done three write-ups. Um, the three write-ups, I don't know what they're for. and It's irrelevant, really. But if the, if the, if the write-ups are severe, um, you probably have to cut the cord at this point. Now, I would have a final conversation if he's really valuable. The big reason you can't let that fly is because now you're letting the other um, techs and other employees and other staff members think it's okay to act like however this particular tech is acting or whatever he's pulling. They got to know that you cannot do that. The tech becomes invaluable when they are causing a, essentially a cancer with inside the organization. So Ellen, I would say, um, no, nah, I, I would I would have that final conversation out of courtesy because he's been so good in other things, but just say, listen, I can't keep you here. This is it. Uh, there's not going to be another warning. There's not going to be anything. It's just if we have this problem, we're, we're going to have to let you go. We don't want to. We want to work with you, but you have to fix these. We've addressed these issues three different times. And that's it. Um, that's as far as I would go with it. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're if – they're, you know, the best of the best you've ever seen and the best of the best in the world. I was, I, I could say as a technician, I was a high top producer. And when I look back, sometimes I could be a real pain in the ass. I have no other way to say that. And top producers and people that are top end think differently than necessarily the technician just comes there for a job. They think about how they're going to advance themselves, how they're going to move themselves up, how they're going to maximize their time, how much money they're going to make, um, how much fun they're going to have doing it. Where's, where's the, there's a lot of variables that they could have. But Ellen, I will tell you, if you let that go past the three, um, you're going to have problems with your other, and that's going to be much worse than having a really good superstar in your business. So I would say have a courtesy um, one last time. Let them know it's one last time. There won't even be a discussion for it. If anything happens, you might as well just you know pack your stuff and go. Um, I want you to work out. I've always wanted to work out. I've been extremely tolerant to try to make this work with you. We need to work together. It's my business, um, but you're a valued employee. Obviously, you're very good at what you do. But I can't have this. So either we can get a turnaround here in some way. And maybe, you know, if you want to, it's up to you. Try to dig into where some of the sources of the problems are. Again, you can have this discussion. It could be two hours if need be. If it's going to fix the problem, and it could because it's just a miscommunication between the technician and yourself, um, then that might be worth doing. But I will tell you, Ellen, um, do not let it spread beyond that. Um, it doesn't get any better, and you'll have a focus of a bunch of problems at that point because they're all going to see that they can push the limits and push the limits further and further out. So, guys, that's all I've got for today's Q&A. Um, I'm going to have, I think, three or four questions in for next week on the weekly Q&A. I appreciate your patience. Sorry I was in Arizona. I did not have time. I was visiting family. 
Um, I got a chance to put out at least one um, podcast while I was out there, and that's about it. Um, I haven't seen them in a long time, and I wanted that to be off my focus, not business-related things um, in my life when it comes to that. So uh, it was beautiful. Loved it. And I'm glad I'm back, and I'm glad to be able to do the Q&A for you this week. So guys, thank you so much, and I will see you next week. Have a good day.